Hey everybody, it's Pastor Chip, and thanks for tuning in again. So today, I guess to thank old Keith for this for this uh, topic. Thank you, Keith. So Keith and I were talking a while ago, airing our grievances, I guess you could say, about certain things in life, and and I have um. I have grievances against the way I've been treated by some family members. And Keith said, you know, we have to thank God for the patience he's had in us and the grace in our lives. And so that's how I got the P&G, that's your topic if you came across in the podcast, the P&G, that means patience and grace. What is patience? What is patience? Of course we know grace, God's grace is sufficient for all of us. He forgave us our sins, he's, <clears throat> he's um, patient with us, and His grace extends to us for the things that we've done all our lives. And you know, a lot of times when I pray, I've mentioned this before, I ask for the patience of Job, the wisdom of Solomon, the boldness of John, and the faith of Peter. But you know, I sit here today thinking and reading my Bible. And I got to thinking, who else was patient in the Bible? Who was extremely patient? I mean, you know, the book of Job, I mean, golly, that's a lot of writing on what happened to Job. And um, so what, over 40, Job is 42 Books in the Bible. Job lost his all of his children, all of his livestock. Matter of fact, Job lost everything he had except for three friends and his wife. But we talk about the patience of Job. I don't I don't know if patience of Job is really a good a good analogy anymore after doing my, my Bible research. I mean Job was patient, but should we really call him patient? I mean he lost everything and Oh, I don't I don't think patience fits Job anymore. I believe maybe we could call Job the faithful one. He had faith in God. No matter what happened, he had faith in God. We should call him Job the faithful. I think that's what I'll call him from now on, Job the faithful. 
So I'm going to tell you about the patient one. Man, the patient one. The patient one's Noah. Noah's patient. You know, Job, like I said, in 42 books, small, a small period, I don't know how many days he sat beside the campfire, and but it wasn't. It wasn't years. It was months, maybe. I need to go look that up. But Noah lived when the world was absolute chaos. Chaos. And here I am talking about how I'm mistreated by family. And, and, you know, Keith and I talked about that. You know, ultimately, we we can only be responsible for us. It's, it's up to them how they have to answer for, for themselves. They have to answer to God. Uh, we, we, as the males in, in the world, we, we dislike it when we don't, when we're treated disrespectful. But there's not much you can do to people that are not under your control in your household anymore. But Noah walked with God. It said he walked with God. He lived a life that was pleasing to God. Um, but the world, the world was crazy. The world was, God was not happy with the world. It was not happy at all. Um, he says the earth was corrupt. The world was corrupt. The Lord says in Genesis 6, 3, my spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 years. Now what's God saying right there is, in 120 years, he was going to destroy mankind. And then he tells Noah to build a boat. Well... Noah was 480 years old at this time. His body, <laughs> it must have been one heck of a body because, boy, I tell you, at my age right now, I'm starting to feel the years. And he's 480 years old. And God is telling him to build the biggest first vessel. Not only is it the first vessel, but it was the biggest vessel that was ever built up until the 1800s. They say that it displays 22,000 tons of water. It was huge. And this was an age when nobody had plans to build a ship. As far as we know, they didn't have sawmills. They didn't know about pitching and caulking and sealing a ship and they didn't know anything about it. matter of fact the whole other thing was it hadn't even rained until then so noah 
goes on what God says. And he builds a ship. And we're assuming it took 120 years because it says when he was 600 years old, the flooding started. So 480 years old when he got the news, 600 years when the flood came, 120 years. Now, it might have might have not been exactly 120 years, but you can figure he was he was getting busy with it, building that ship. And then he lived another 350 years after the flood. Now I say and I said when we started this, Job was the patient one. Why do I say Job was the patient one? <clears throat> it had never rained. Nobody had ever built a ship before. And Noah is building this thing where there is no water. And God's telling him he's going to flood the whole earth. And he's got to put all these animals in there. And God, I mean, and Noah, Noah prevails. But it's 120 years. Can you? Can you imagine? building something that you've never seen for a for a storm that you've never seen for as much water as you've never seen just because God told you to you see Noah was a patient man. His wife was probably more patient than him. Because she's probably going, now Noah, what are you doing? Are you serious? We got better things to be doing than building this whatever it is you call it. I think God's Probably pulling your chain, Noah. I mean, think about it. It's just, my mind just goes, patience. Patience. The patience, patience of Noah. 120 years of waiting for a storm that you've never seen. And God's grace is there every day. You see, that's me. The years of my life, the patience, what kind of ark? Is God having me to build? 
What kind of arc am I constructing? Will he take my children in? Noah took three sons and three daughters, but he did not get to take any of his grandchildren. And these three sons that he took, how many other sons did Noah have and daughters that didn't get to go? Remember, he was 480 years old when he started. Do you think he only had three kids? What kind of ark is God building in my life? What kind of patience is he trying to teach me? I keep coming back to the one thing that no matter what is done, what is said, what kind of walls they build for their stories and their lies and whatever they have to build their own ark they have to learn patience on their terms or are they getting shut out of the ark Or are their children getting brought into the ark? How is God's grace working out in their lives? But again, I keep going back to that one thing. I can't be responsible for anybody else. I have to build my ark. I can't build theirs. I can't be responsible for anybody else. And you know, patience is a terrible, terrible thing to, to try and <laughs> to try and master. Because none of us can get it right. We all want things on our terms. You know, I mean, go sit in traffic. Go stand in line at a restaurant. Wait for your paycheck to come in the mail. I sat in traffic the other day a construction site in town 
And I thought, hey, it's okay, small town. How bad can it be, right? I sat there. I watched the first set of cars come by me. Then I watched the grader work around on the road a little bit, and we all sat there. And Then I watched the second set of cars come by. I watched the grader again. Now my patience is starting to kind of get a little slack. And I watched the third set of cars come by, and we still hadn't moved. Then I start looking at my watch and the grader. Then the fourth set of cars come by. And then the fifth set of cars come by. And now my patience is really starting to run out. But I was in traffic. Where was I going to go? What did it accomplish me to lose my patience? So that was some time for me to sit with God and reflect on patience. And eventually our turn came and we moved on. But it caused me to reflect on my impatience. And again, God's grace in our lives. Just remember, when you're thinking things take too long, you're wanting them now. Maybe we need to think about God's clock. His clock kept Noah busy for 120 years. And his grace, oh, I just, I can't say enough about God's grace. Nowhere in the, in the Noah story is there any argument about God not having grace on Noah's other children and grandkids and aunts and uncles and cousins and nephews. Noah was the man who walked with God. Not those other people. Noah. And by God's grace, God's grace, he let Noah take three children and their spouses. I think Noah knew that he was being blessed. And you know, it's the same with me. Every morning I wake is another day did I realize just how blessed I am that God has given me the grace to make it another day? Because without His grace, 
I just can't do it. I can't do it. It's been a rough life. It is a rough life. But through God's grace, I've got it made. And this is Pastor Chip. I thank you for tuning in. Be safe. Remember us in your prayers. Remember Caden and Kylie Bristol. Remember our families. Uh, we thank you for everything that you do for us. We thank you for all your prayers. Prayers help and prayers lift us up. And Well, just be safe, people, and God bless.